Kentucky down and got the dunk. So it's a six-point lead for Murray. Here's Wallace driving all the way to the rack, and he laid it in and got fouled. Count the bucket, and Wallace will go for the three-point play. The Panthers can make it a one-possession game if he can sink the free throw with 53 seconds to go. Welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. On this week's episode, we visit with Jake Mitchell, a former member of both the Eastern Illinois track and football teams. Mitchell was a member of OVC championship teams in both sports, and at one time held a school record in sprints. Since graduation, Mitchell has gone on to join the police force and currently works as a police officer in the Chicago area. Before we get to episode four of EIU Panthers podcast, we would like to thank our Panther Sports Properties partner and restaurant of the week, First Mid Bank and Trust and Smokey's House Barbecue. First Mid Bank and Trust, improving the lives of our customers by offering financial services for every step of life. First Mid Bank and Trust is here for you with 64 locations in Illinois and Missouri. Smokey's House Barbecue is conveniently located near the Eastern Illinois campus serving up great smokehouse barbecue favorites like brisket and ribs. Stop by Smokey's Barbecue today. In Eastern Illinois athletics news, check out eiupanthers.com, where this week EIU has announced the members and leadership group for this year's Student Athlete Advisory Committee, with Ashley Gilmore, Jonathan Burke, and Megan Donovan all selected for officer positions. We also unveiled a new weekly item called Top 5 Tuesday, And for this week's Catching Up feature, we will visit with former EIU women's soccer goalie, Jeannie Frederick, that will be on Friday. All that and much more on the EIU Athletics website, eiupanthers.com. Now for this week's episode of EIU Panthers Podcast with Jake Mitchell. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We're joined now by EIU, former EIU athlete, Jake Mitchell. Jake was a, a member of the football team for a couple years here, but also on, on the track team, probably more well-known for his success running on the track team. And so, Jake, welcome for joining us today here on EIU Panthers Podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I know that you're, you're one of those guys that, that kind of played both sports, and we'll, we'll go through a few things here today on the podcast. And like I said, you, you kind of stood out a little bit on the track, but as a, as a guy that can run fast, is that kind of what got you noticed maybe on the football field? And I don't know if football was a, was a love for you as well or if you were just talented enough that coaches recruited you to kind of play both. That's uh, kind of both, 1A, 1B. <laughs> Because, you know, speed kills in football and speed kills on the track. So I just had a love and passion for both of them. Now, you were able to play here. And if I'm not mistaken, you would have played, I think, under under Coach Spoo for for football and then also on the defensive side of the ball. Who would have been your defensive coaches then at that time? I know we had a – I know you were a defensive back, so there were there were a few different assistant coaches that, that were yeah. here for a year or two probably during your time. Yeah, I had a – uh, Coach Rock, he was a D coordinator. I was under uh, Coach Babbage at one point and Coach Cleveland at one point as my uh, defensive back coaches. Okay, so a little bit of those names people will know there that, that know football. And then, of course, on the track you ran for, for Coach Akers. And I, being a being a sprinter, I know that Coach Akers kind of worked a little bit with that group. And 
I'm trying to remember. I know he's always had some some help here and there. I, was there was there other assistant coaches that helped with that, or was, Coach Akers was kind of hand on with the sprinters at that time? Oh uh, no, actually, it's predominantly Coach B, Brendan Emanuel, okay. the new head, the current head coach for him. He was the main one that's always with the sprinters. Coach Akers kind of was like everywhere, but Coach B with us every single day. So. Okay, I knew I knew you and Coach Coach Manuel were were knew each other. I thought for some reason maybe you crossed paths as athletes there, but and I knew he coached, and I, I didn't realize he had was your position coach. I guess for lack of a better term, on the nah, track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about that, I, I know I looked at the years. I kind of knew them in my head, but it's always good to to go back and look. And you were with some pretty fast guys. You talk about the some of the fastest oh, yeah. times in at, at EIU track and. The name that I know, and I think a lot of people know, will be Zai Bowie. And you ran the same events as Zai. So, I guess, what was that like having to try to go against him every day in practice and then every time you were going to have to compete? Well, I was, well actually, me and uh, Zai ran against each other a lot in high school. He, was, uh, he went to Decatur, MacArthur, and I went to Springfield Landfair, which is like 25, 30 minutes away. So, I see Zai all the time. In, uh, in high school, then I went. I got to college. Oh, Zai's on the team. That's what's up. I like Zai. We was cool. We always speak to each other. So our competitive nature to continue uh, in college where practice, we would motivate each other by talking stuff. Say, hey, I bet I beat you at the blocks this time, or I bet I do more reps than you and squat this time, stuff like that. But yeah, I was blessed to work with. I mean, be teammates with a Hall of Famer at EIU, Zai Boy. He, that boy was an animal, definitely. Now, part of that, you, you were able to earn a couple all-conference nods, you know, and the way you kind of get all-conference in track, if people don't know, is it's based on where you finish in in the the results. So you on the indoors, you were running the 55 and the 60 and then the, the 200 and then outdoors, the 100 and 200. So you're going against a guy like that. And then there were some other guys for, for one year here and there also. I mean, it looked like there was a, a stretch, if I looked at it right, where I think EIU won all those sprint events maybe the entire time you were here as an athlete. Yes, yeah, we we was a sprint crew for sure. And then on the track, you talk about relays are always a big thing, and I know you got it. You were first team all conference as this. You guys at the time set the school record in the the four by one hundred outdoors, and I know those things are always memorable for you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna test you here and ask you: Do you remember the other three guys that you were on with that record setting one? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember we was at Drake Relay. Uh, I failed after I passed the baton off to Khalil Johnson. Khalil Johnson gave it to Zai Boy. Zai Boy gave it to Steve Clark. And it, uh, we got the school record. And we beat some good teams that day, some good teams. Now, I would have guessed you and Zai. The other two names I would not have – I would have had to look up. In fact, I did have to go look up there. But I, I'm glad that's one of those memorable things for you that, that you remember the order you guys went in. I'm, I'm not going to put you on the spot and see if you remember the time. Uh, nah. <laughs> That one I'll have to go look up as well. I will tell you, as fast as that was, it's fallen to fourth on the record books, and that. Yeah, I heard. I heard. That's good though. That's that's that shows that the training really worked there at EIU. That it's a revolving door for sprinters. It just gets better and better each year. Now we talk about that. You're from there. You move on. You're now a, a police officer in the Chicago metro area. I guess what kind of inspired you to to want to go in into law enforcement after college? Well, uh, technically, I always wanted to be in law enforcement. I had a mentor uh, growing up, and he was real big on uh, if you want to change community, be be a, be in the front line. And me being African American, that that meant a lot to me because the the gap between 
African-Americans and the police is very wide. So I believe by me taking this career path, I was going to be the person trying to bridge the gap closer by getting people that look like me to uh, accept the law, understand the law, and actually want to be in the same profession. So I try to reach out and recruit many young African-American males to get in this career, uh, career field daily if I, uh, if I can. Now you talk about that, and, and you, one of the reasons your name kind of came to mention is, of course, the turmoil, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later if you're comfortable with it, some of the, the, the social justice things like that that are going on in the country. But Coach Emmanuel and I had, had a conversation, and he mentioned you in particular being a young man that comes from the – I don't want to say Springfield is considered has inner cities, but it's a bigger city, so it has some neighborhoods that aren't always great. And he said you, you were a guy that kind of came from those types of situations, you know, bettered yourself at, at taking advantage of everything in college, and then now – moved on to be in the, the police force, you know, I guess how important was that ability to kind of those mentorships that you had when you talked about being, you know, a young African-American male in the city of Springfield? Yeah, it, mentorship is very key, I believe. Uh, you just got to be able to connect with certain people. Like Coach B, he was a good, a good mentor for me in college. He kept me on the right path. If I was down or out, he had noticed it immediately. He had had small talks with me, encouraged me to keep pushing, look for the main goal, stay consistent, and stay, and stay positive. Now, you talk about a lot of these things, and this has got to be a hard thing, and, a, and if it is, I apologize here, but I, I know we talked about this. We may get into – talk about some of the things here because you're in a unique situation, I think, being you know a young African-American male, but also in the police force. You kind of, I guess – get torn on both sides of the issue there maybe. And, and yeah, I guess, I you know, how do you kind of work through, through that? And, and what have been some of the issues you've maybe had to work through? Well, when that, uh, what, was, what day was that? When that protest really hit Chicago that day, uh, that one Saturday, I can't remember what day it was, but it was a Saturday when it was real bad as downtown. It, it was just chaos. And then me being an African American male, I was still getting cursed out by everybody about being the police, but at the end of the day, I'm, when I take this uniform off, I'm still going to be African-American American. I do believe it's some, it's some problems in the system that do need to be adjusted and fixed. So that was just, it was just a whole bunch of chaos to me. But I just try to not to think too much of it, only control what I can control and try to change people's minds from my perspective by having small conversations with them or showing them this or showing them that type of thing. Now you live in, or I don't know if you, I don't want to say you live in the city of Chicago. I know you work in the, the city of Chicago and that for anybody that knows Chicago, that that's spread out. It's not just one part. It, it goes miles and miles and miles. What have been some of the, the things that you have seen that it, have worked from and maybe in your own personal experience to kind of maybe bridge that gap? Uh, just basically just, just tell me, Hey, I'm from the same neighborhood as you. Uh, I currently work in one of the districts where I grew up as a kid. Because I moved to Springfield when I was 14. So from when I was first born until I was 14, I, I grew up in the south side of Chicago. And I'm working in the same area. So I, I try to tell them, hey, I'm no different than you. I just have uniform on. I, I went to this school down the street. So I understand. But this is what I need you to do. or understand this now and third. So it kind of helps. Some majority of the time, people calm down, listen. Well, I appreciate you being so, so calm and collective with me. You're very respectful. And I, that's why I gave you the type of respect that you deserve. But once you get my respect, it's a it's a game changer. Now, if you, if you had a message for for you know some of the college kids coming up nowadays, and 
what are some of the ways that they can kind of be productive and, and helping to move forward? You know, th this isn't going to be a one-time thing. The, the movement for, I don't want to say it's just Black Lives Matter, but social justice across the board, you know, relationships between the, the police force and the other communities. You know, what are some of the messages, you know, the college kids, you were a college kid, they're active, they want to be part of it. That, that's a lot of times where these, these movements tend to start. What are, what are some things you would encourage them to kind of do to, to look forward to, to maybe move that ball forward? Uh, continue to be respectful, uh, know your rights, understand your rights. And if you're going to protest, do a peaceful protest. Don't be a, a vigilante destroying properties. That's not really helping the cause by destroying properties. The main thing is getting your voice heard. Uh, and just continue to stay focused in school and uh, get your degree. That's the main thing. And try to stay out of trouble as much as possible. And then get in a position that you can change. Become an alderman, become a mayor, become a police officer, become a judge, a lawyer, things like that. Now, we'll do this for an audio thing on our EIU Panthers podcast, but we record a lot of these on Zoom, and so I can actually see Jake on my, my screen. People won't be able to do that. And Jake looks like he's in the same shape he was when he was playing football here and running track. So <laughs> how important has been, you know, staying active for you away from your job, or is that part of what you need to do for your job? Uh, it's very important for my job and for me personally. Excuse my uh, wife's cell phone. Uh, it's very important for me for my job because what I do is I'm very active uh, and people run all the time. So I got to make sure these track feet still got it. Now, I, I've, I've, I did an interview with a, a young man on the cross country team the other day. It'll be something we run on our website as a, as a published story, a written story here coming up and talk to him about, you know, and I don't know if this is the same way for sprinters as it is for you know, those middle distance and distance kids where they continue to run 5Ks and things like that is, do, are you still active in, in track? Do, do you help like coach a local youth team or something like that and then get out there and try to race against them? Or have you kind of put those days behind you? I kind of put those days behind me for right now. Uh, my schedule is, is kind of crazy. So I really don't have a, I can't really be committed to give back to the youth. But I do have a son that's two years old and definitely believe I'm going to start him like in like two more years, a little bitty thing to get his speed incarnation right. So maybe not right now, but in the long run, I definitely will be getting back to get back to the community with the little speed camps and stuff like that. And one of the things we always ask people is kind of hobbies that have, that have kept them busy. And I would guess right now your hobby is your two-year-old. Yeah, it's my two-year-old <laughs> and uh, lifting weights and then playing video games still like I was in college. Now, for you, you're back in the in the Chicago area. Are you a? Um, you said you grew up on the South Side, so we'll always put you on the spot here. A, a Sox fan or a Cubs fan, or or do you you stay away from the baseball argument to help? South Side, South Side, <laughs> oh five, baby, oh five. See, at least that one happened during your lifetime. I I, I feel yeah. I'm not a, not didn't grow up in this area, so not necessarily a root for either one of those teams. Don't root for the Cardinals either, so I don't get you know blasted from no, no, that standpoint and those arguments, but. You know, you, you feel good for, you know, I, even if you're not a Cubs fan, but but you're from Chicago, the fact that both of those teams finally won a World Series after lots of years of struggle. Yeah, that was that was, that was was amazing. Like, I watched both of their games. Definitely the Cubs. The Cubs, the game when they won, that was that was nice. I watched it on TV, and I never watched a full game of baseball on TV, and I watched that in complete game. So I was just happy to see Chicago actually succeed in something for a while. 
Now, I know being up there, I know a lot of times people will go to live sport events. You're able, they see a lot of times uniformed police officers, sometimes undercover police officers are working there. A lot of times those guys are hired as in overtime type situations for, for security and stuff like that. What's made, have you been able to pick up some of those types of things? And if so, maybe are any of those kind of games or sporting events or even concerts that kind of stood out to you? Uh, I was trying to get to some of the, the basketball games and football games. I helped with uh, a few of the football games, though. Uh, see, last year, the season work. opener. Yeah, the season opener last year versus the Packers. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Even though we lost, it was fun. The atmosphere was amazing, like totally different. And so for that, you know, you, you stay around sports there, and we'll, we'll kind of bring it back to some of your things on track. You talk about your, your favorite memories there, picking up some overtime. What are some of your favorite memories you had from when you were here as an athlete? At EIU. I know it's it's not that long ago, but it, you know some of those things will, will resonate with you forever. Uh, getting my winning my first OVC race, uh, I was in Tennessee State, and I won the indoor fifty-five or sixty-one and two. I forgot what it was, but I won. And it was like, hey, this is pretty cool. I like this. And then uh, uh, breaking the the record with the four by one. That's I would never forget that that day that we ran how well we ran. I don't want to say that year. You guys were just shy of maybe making the um, – that four-by-one, if I'm not mistaken, ran at the NCAA West Regional and just missed. I think you were maybe 13th and only the top 12 go to the NCAA. Yeah, we Nationals were last. Yes, I was, we were so sad. That was, we missed by the last spot. And that would have – you know, that would have been – you know, talk about one of those all-time memories. That definitely would have been one of those from a track perspective. Talk about teammates there, you know. Track's always a, a team sport. You guys win as a team because people score an individual or score in the different events to accumulate points. But there's always going to be individuals individuals that are memorable to you to you as well. You know, you mentioned a couple here. Are there some individual teammates that you know you kind of created those lifelong bonds with, and you guys kind of have those those memories even when you may not see each other. You know, for one, two, five years, when you guys get together, you can pick right up where you left off. Yeah, definitely have that in, uh, in both sports, in our football team and track. Even with the women's track team, I still connect with some of the folks that I play with, uh, teammates with. Just, just blessed to be an opportunity to have bonds from type people after college. You know, most people forget about each other, but even if just by following on social media, comments and a few photos, telling happy birthday, it's the little things that matter that show that, hey, I still, I still miss you and love you as a friend. Well, J.K., I appreciate your time here. I appreciate you, you being candid about some of the, the, the issues that are kind of going on here in the world. And, you know, I, I appreciate your time, and I hope that you guys stay safe up there. I guess kind of the, the last thing for you is COVID is kind of a big thing, but I, how does that, I guess, impact somebody in, in the police office? Off, you know, that's a police officer. Have you anything for you changed from that standpoint, or do you guys kind of still go about your normal duties on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, at first, uh, when it first came out, what, March, April, we really wasn't, uh, we was told not try to do the bare minimum, uh, only respond to calls when you have to, don't really try to trap stop, write tickets and stuff like that. But now that it's warmer, people kind of forgot that it even exists. You know what I'm saying? You go out, you drive around the neighborhood, people, 20, 20, 25 people deep outside, just relaxing, having a good time. Uh, a lot more cars and traffic. So after, once it got warm, my job came back to normal, basically. Just got to wear a mask, hand sanitizer at all time, 
and go from there. I was going to say, if you were somebody to travel to, you know, any of those major cities that normally have those, you know, just traffic jams bumper to bumper, and you went up there in, you know, late March, April, and May, you probably could have gotten around anywhere you wanted to in the city pretty relatively easily. Oh, yes, for sure. I used to love when, when it was everybody's in the house. I got to downtown so quick so many times. It was amazing. So, but like I said, Jake, hey, I appreciate your time joining us here on the, the IU Panthers podcast. I hope you and your family are, are safe. And hopefully you guys will be able to make it back here to campus sometime in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Go Blue. All right. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. All right. <laughs>